0: you've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur french thompson where consistently we bring you ideas concepts and exposure to thoughtful content lifestyle enhancements and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the connoisseur, French Thompson, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you all for tuning in today. If this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. Glad that you have joined. Glad that somebody shared it with you or you just stumbled across this in your podcast uh, listening. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the people call it. Your podcast listening, scrolling, I guess you would call it. But uh, if this isn't your first time, welcome back to the connoisseurs as we dive into things that help to accentuate our lives and help us get better at who we are and what we do. So we are in the middle of our Morehouse Men series, and I've had a great time having some great conversations with my boys people that I have known, uh, longer than I have not known them, which is crazy in itself. When you start thinking about how long, you know, people, and maybe that explains the gray hairs that I have on top of my head, but that's all that that is there. So today have a conversation with the Bay areas own Glenn Boyd. How are you doing today, Glenn? My brother, man. All is well, man. It's it's good to good to actually get on the convo with me, man. I appreciate you. Man, there's there's so much to chat on because you got your own pod. You know, we talk a lot of times on IG and, and group me and text, but great to have you on here. And uh, you know, we're just gonna kind of dive into it. So just tell tell the folks on the podcast just a little bit about yourself, where you from uh where you know where you live now which you know pretty much is is uh you know part of it and then uh kind of a little bit what you do you don't gotta tell the company some people like to keep it you know low-key so tell a little bit about yourself sir
1: yeah for sure and i appreciate you bro yeah I'm, I'm glenn glenn boyd as he said i'm from the i was born in the bay in san jose california moved to sacramento with the family when i was probably like seven so i got a little bit of the bay there a lot of sacramento northern california to the death um I'm a uh, California native still. I live in the Bay area right now in San Jose. SAC kind of work I do is business development. So I actually do, I do business development, account management, sales for a cabinetry and woodworking company. So I'm uh kind of trying to make deals this is what I do to put commercial cabinets
0: in buildings. That's what so yeah, saying. man. So, so you, so you, you literally move weight, you know, you, uh, you you
1: a little a little something, you know what I mean? We we pushing we pushing C, you know what I mean? We pushing cabinets, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, we, we doing a little something, man. But yeah, it's, it's cool. I don't not like this is what I dreamed of doing, but I'm I'm happy to be where I'm at. People are cool, company's cool, so
0: I'm blessed for sure to make a little enough money to live in the bay. Hey. I mean, if you live in the bay, you uh you make a little you scout a little bit more than some coins on there. So uh, yeah, let's not let's
1: not count my pockets just in case too many people listen. But yeah, I'm, I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate the blessings that
0: have been bestowed from the Almighty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight up. Uh, all right, all right. So we're gonna dig into it, man. Um, you know, what brought you to Morehouse, right? So I, I I'll say this is that um when I came to Morehouse, you know, I I grew up in a you know hbcu uh family and things like Definitely. that but uh i was surprised at the large amount of west coasters that went to morehouse so what brought you to morehouse oh for me man it's the
1: the crazy you know shout out to i know you sometimes got to separate the art from the artist and whatever how you feel but i heard about morehouse from the cosby show true so obviously you know back in the day like that was the show that was the black family that was the lawyer the doctor That was you know positive representation it was it was great right every every week we watched and i remember one of his friends went to morehouse Mm. he came in with the morehouse shirt i saw it and it i don't know it just it kind of stuck right i never really thought about it super heavy but by the time you know senior year was coming around i did i did cool in high school so by the time senior year was coming around that's where i wanted to go um i wanted to i wanted to go to morehouse and i I wanted to be a morehouse man which means you actually graduate yeah so (laughs) Yes. I did apply yeah, you gotta to, that in there. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, and that's that's no dig. That's just you know, yep, man of Morehouse, as you're there, but to actually see out Morehouse man and to represent with you guys is, you know, if it, it, it feels good, it's it's good to kind of have that on my resume. It's not a, you know, everyone don't have five or six degrees like my brother over here. So nah. you gotta do what you you know what I mean, <laughs> you you get what you can. So, but yeah, that was it, man. It was it was seeing that, and then you know, um you had the '90s TV shows when they're repping the HBCUs, yeah. You know, uh, Will Smith wearing the Morehouse jumpsuit, you know, the sweatsuit and Morehouse jerseys on the Wayans Brothers and, you
0: know, Biggie um, rocking the Morehouse. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It so was so were, were you where I needed to be? Were you nervous about going so far from home? I mean, like and, and I'll say this, like I travel to the West Coast all the time. I used to live on the West Coast, but I travel yes, between uh, central uh, the central part of the country and travel to the West Coast, use to you know, do stuff from you know i've done the the miami to la i've done atlanta to la that's a long trip like what what was it like for you to say um you know to your folks i'm I'm going literally all the way across the country
1: yeah no that's that's like for me i'd really i'd been always you know my parents were amazing they always they you know always protected make sure we're safe but also i wasn't someone that was kind of like all over the place right Mm -hmm. growing up i was pretty low-key right like I would come home. I, you know, I played golf, so I'd go to golf practice or whatever. I'd do homework. I'd be at the house. Take yeah, the homies a little bit. I wasn't out late. I wasn't staying over people's houses. We were, you know, I was in house. Yeah. So, to now go to Morehouse was a major step, but never did my parents ever say anything about it too far, or were concerned, or nothing about it. Like they were, they wanted me and my sister, because my sister went to HBCU also. Mm. Shout out to Cressa. You know, she went to Bennett, but they did. They wanted to go. They wanted to experience. So. For me that was kind of where I needed to be once we visited it's it wasn't I felt bad because I talked to my mom now she was devastated mm. to lose her son you know what I mean like her and you know pops they were sad like they couldn't believe it I'm over there with y'all turning like having the best time of my life not calling home you know what I mean like kicking it so I never once was homesick I never was like I want to go back one time and it was when when college dropped out came out from Kanye mm. and I was in my head thinking I need to start trying to do what he did, which was foolish. So thank God for Mom. She was like, "Boy, if you don't go to them classes." <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, like it was where I needed to be, and I had no no doubt. As far as West Coasters, I think you know we don't have any HBCUs on the west. Right. Right. You know, we we do get you know you'll have a step show in there. You know you have all the frats. You know at the colleges out here, mm-hmm. we got the UC system, right? So you know you got Berkeley, you got Davis. You know you got all the different schools and the California State yeah. University system. Yeah. Good schools, but for me. I wanted to experience that HBCU life. I wanted to, to leave man. And it gave me the chance to live in Atlanta and to meet you guys. And you know, my brothers for life,
0: that's what's up. That's what's up. So was Morehouse, the only HBCU that you considered or, and and I would say the only out of state school, or were you thinking of other places and you know, Morehouse was top of the list and once you got in, you got in.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the latter's correct. I, I mean, I think if I remember correctly, being a California kid, you get to apply to like the CSU schools kind of fairly easily. Mm. So I, I did that too, just kind of as part of the process. Yeah. Um. We actually shout out to there was a, some people, Alan Rowe and some other people in SAC who actually were big on bringing the HBCUs to SAC. Mm. So we actually had a HBCU fair. Oh. At, okay. In SAC, so during that, I applied to Alabama State. I applied to Hampton. Mm. um, I always wanted to go to Morehouse. So no those others. I got family that, you know, good friends that graduated from both. Shout outs. But for me, I wanted I wanted the Morehouse, man. Like I don't I wanted the name too. I can't even lie. Like it just it rings it just rings so heavy in the community black and people that are non black too. Yeah. People uh, people know it too. So for me it just I don't know. I, I, I wanted that and I'm thankful that I got to do it.
0: True. That's what's up. That's what's up. Did you, I mean, you mentioned about the HBCU Fair in SAC, but when you got there, were you surprised at how many West Coasters were there? It was interesting, man. Like,
1: um, I had met, so we were Jack and Jill kids too, mm-hmm. right? So, and anybody who doesn't, I figured you guys would, but it's it's a, like an organization. What are you trying by to say mothers. about my
0: listenership, huh? What are you trying to say? I mean, <laughs> I'm
1: trying to say that it's very diverse, so everybody may not understand. You know, so I try and you know, you try and explain this all. Uh, <laughs> this is what my brother does. This is what we do. Uh, but yeah, so mother's organization to, you know, for middle class moms, wealthier moms, black people who wanted mm-hmm. their kids to get together, safe space for their children, et cetera. So as part of that, you know, we got to see other stuff and, you know, we blended. So I had friends that were going to HBCUs too, at homies that went to Howard, et, sure. et cetera. And then actually met one of our good partners, Brian Thomas, like yep. A.B. Tom at, you know, via Jack and Jill, meet him, like, oh, yeah, he's going to Morehouse, too. So, we become cool. So, I'm kind of seeing the start. Yeah. But, like you said, once I got there, it's like, oh, like, there's a lot of us. You <laughs> know what I mean? There's, and that Cali connection is dope because I think it happens for everybody where Clark mentioned it, like, you you rep that region that's kind of closest, like the yeah. biggest region. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, like, for me, I just took all the Cali. <laughs> so, I was Bay for sure, but I had chucks on, which you don't really wear hella heavy, necessarily. I had you know, Sack King's gear. I had, you know, everything I could to super West Coast, California yeah. license plates the whole <laughs> time. Like I just was super West Coast and so I could rep that there. And it really c- up. Like you come into a party, certain songs come on, we all go dumb. Everybody knows where you're from instantly. Yeah. And now, you know, these are shout out to the, you know, Sean D Shack and Kevin Williams and all the other homies from the Bay who were tight now for all those reasons. So it was interesting how, much west coast it was but i think it's you know we all started you think about you know that that migration that we had black people came from the south and moved west so yeah we all kind of went back man I and mean, it was the best thing that could ever happen to me
0: no that that that's, that's pretty dope when you kind of brought up like at the parties like one of the things that was just kind of amazing to me when you know we were there like you know freshman year you go to the clubs and you shout out the studio central, which is not there anymore, but I mean, it was the best place Man. ever for young collegiates to, to go hang out. But Definitely. I mean, you literally had, you know, parties, uh, dedicated to regions. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You had West coast parties, you had latex parties for Louisiana, Texas. You had the New York parties, the DC parties, you had, you know, Chi town, you know, all of this stuff. It just, where you were able to, um, I would say indulge in everybody's culture, you know, yeah. and, and, in mean, literally any given weekend you were you were literally traveling to a different part of the country or even a different part of the world. I mean, you had absolutely, you know, Caribbean parties and African parties. It was just it was amazing the the amount of diversity and the ability to kind of indulge in it and learn about it. Just, you know, literally saying I'm gonna go out on a Friday night, you know.
1: Hundred percent, man. You said it perfectly. I think, and Will mentioned his episode about um, the diversity of Black people yeah. being there. And That speaks to what you're saying, right? So we had the islands in Louisiana, and that was the first time I really heard a Louisiana accent beyond like juvenile, <laughs> you know, on songs, bro, like for real. Or you know, DC, like you, you put us up on hella game that I didn't understand. And then it's interesting, like music for me is everything. So we'll get yeah. to that. But like even my dad's a huge Chuck Berry fan, right? Mm. So, um, uh, I think of Chuck Brown, um, Loose. I'm yeah. Sorry. Chuck I'm, Brown. I'm a yeah, little, right. Chuck Brown, sorry. Yeah. Chuck Berry is the, the old school brother, but <laughs> I'm a little excited. I'm happy to be on the show, <laughs> but you know, then I understand the DC connection there Yeah, and what that is. And like, so not knowing that I already had the background for it. And then I meet you and we're in the car and, you know, I put the system in as soon as I can and <laughs> you're playing us go, go stuff. I'm like, yo, this is, a go-go version of Too Short or <laughs> exactly. whoever, right? Yep, so yep. now I'm like, bro, this is crazy, and now it becomes part of my playlist. And that happened, like you said, through those latex parties and yeah. learning people's regions and kind of creating those
0: commonalities through that music. I still, so, I still have several playlists from freshman and sophomore year. You oh, know, when Cass was burning CDs, and you know, I mean, I'm not going to say that part of my music library was purchased legally, but I mean, there might've been some sharing amongst friends and networks that, uh, correct. Shout peer out to live wire, peer to peer, all of those things back in the collegiate days. So some great music. Definitely. Um, so <clears throat> you talked about your, your folks kind of, especially your mom, like, man, he's going so far away. What was it like when you first got on campus? Like, you know, and even with your folks, I mean, that first week is emotional for everybody. But, you know, when you got to Mary, what what was it like? Were you like, yep, this is exactly what I signed up for? Or were you like, oh, wow, this is a little bit more than I thought? What was it like?
1: Uh, that's a good question for me. So it was everything I'd hoped, right? Mm. Because I touched down and I'm just like, so I'm just so excited to be there and actually to like officially be a student, yeah. right? Like this yeah. is really my school. So I remember like all of it, man. I remember moving in with my parents. You know, my dad, my mom, and my sister came. We, you know, they, my parents and, and grandparents, thank God for all of them, because they had me set up, right? So yeah. I had, you know, a trunk. I had all the bedding. You know, we did all the whole college jump on Yeah. Everything you need, had the, you know, everything set up. Our school supplies. My brother, who I'm actually here with now, uh, shout out to Brian, was setting me up with the computer. He built a game, right? So move in, meet my roommates, start meeting the, the homies throughout the building who end up, it's interesting, they end up being your lifetime friends,
0: yeah, for real, yeah, like yeah. brothers,
1: right, at their weddings, at their you know, you know, about the kids, you're no, you become an uncle, like it's yeah, it's wild, but it was just great, man. The seeing that many, like, where I come from is very diverse, mm. um, multiculturally, yeah, right, yeah, we spoke 30 different languages at my high school, mm. so multicultural day for us was like, man, I was eating, you know, we had lumpia, I was eating. Indian food, Mexican food, like I've, you know, homies from Laos and mm. you know, Filipino, just everything, right? Like we're super mixed up. So I get to Morehouse and now I get that mix but of black people. Yeah. And it's just being in that energy in Atlanta to me is like black LA. I always called it that. So it's <laughs> That's big real. city, right? I can see that. Mayor's yeah. Black. Yeah. You feel me? Like it's it's cracking and it's all, you know, the mayor's black, the police chief is black, the it's just you know, it's something that I knew I wouldn't experience again. That's right. Unless I was going to stay there and I figured I wasn't going to end up living there for life. So being on campus and the tradition of more, the, you know, just stuff we do as far as new student orientation and all of that intake stuff, you know, that first spirit night, right. Like my (laughs) parents are leaving. uh, My mom is like, you know, crying. Like she's so sad because she's leaving her son. Right. Yeah. And now that i'm older i understand like it's true because she left a version of me and got back a different version Ooh, that's good right so yeah we i became a man away from them in a way yeah right at more houses and that's also why i wanted to go far because you kind of have to figure it out right my parents are a five-hour flight away yeah so of course if something happened i think uh, and thank god for me they they didn't make sure i was straight but you know little little different quotes emergencies or stuff that comes up we kind of figured it out yeah and that set me up for life right so as part of that when when they leave you know it's hey i love y'all give them a hug and i'm out i'm with y'all <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i run into forbes which is our our arena we're doing like this big spirit it's all the freshmen in the building they're playing you know all this hip-hop and rap that i already love from all over the country we're in there turn yeah. this super hype. you know we're talking about the history of the school and we you know you they instantly develop that love for your, for your alma mater, like yeah. right before you even get there. So that's what's up for me. It was
0: everything I'd hoped for and more, bro. like the best, the best time of my life, hands down. That's what's up. So, so you, you referenced a lot um, over the past couple of minutes, music and you know, how you connect with it. So where do you think you develop that love for music and that connection? And I mean, in some ways, like I, I just know, like I don't know if I've ever spent time with you where we haven't either been listening or talk or talking about music, That's true. right? Um, so, where do you think that that came from, and and how you develop that love for for the culture of the music?
1: That's true. Um, and so, I you mentioned earlier, I have a podcast. I host a couple of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is going to be all this kind of music conversation. So I'm going to be asking you these same questions very <laughs> soon. So keep that in the back of your mind, but for me it's my parents yeah. starts there right my dad you know uh born in the 50s probably to the 70s from la yeah um mom born in the 50s you know probably to the 70s from the bay mm. so you know i'm super thankful because i get both those sides right so pops will funk mom too right so i got funk and you know p funk and parliament's what we played and you know all that then transitions into hip-hop right because they sample all that music yeah i already knew it yep then you know, Mom was on that, but then also Sade and also, you know, uh, Jody Watley and all these other, you know, we're listening to, you know, you, you know, man, the baby face. And yep. Just everything that kind of blends in music and my parent never stopped. And then my older brother, who's my dad's godson, uh, my brother Brian, he puts me up on hip hop. Mm. So he basically is like, oh, my parents, you know. I know you guys listen to it, but make sure that, you know, if the kids, me and my sister, we, they want to get into it, don't, you know, listen to it, talk to them about it, don't be closed minded to it. That's good. So through that, man, my mom is a Too Short fan. My mom is an <laughs> E-40 fan, you know? My mom now will be like, where's the Migos at? I ain't trying to hear this old music. So, and Pops too, right? So that grows, and then for me, I just, everything relates back to it to me. Like all my memories, hmm. I can, you know, I can, Envision being in your emerald green Grand amber yeah. <laughs> with the sub. Like, that's what I'm saying with the music, with your music going. We we, we, like we were said, Pontiac brothers. Apartment. Absolutely. Had to slap. Like <laughs> So that's, you know, I remember the, the part because of the music. And yeah. I remember, you know, like you said, every time we're together, we're in Al, Al G's room or, you know, Dave's room or whoever, Julian, we, we got some music on in the background while we're doing whatever we do. That's what. So that connect for me has always been there. And it just... You know, I thank thank God for my hearing all the time because I, you know, the hearing and how
0: I relate to it has been everything. That's what's up. So <clears throat> we talk about music. We talk about our experiences. Uh, one of the things that sometimes we dance around at Morehouse, uh, especially having these conversations, is our uh, neighbors across the street, uh, the the wonderful woman of Spelman. Uh, do and what's just interesting is because even when they opened the pearly gates and allowed for us to uh, grace their presence, um, you know, for hump Thursday or market Friday, music was involved and everything like that. Absolutely. So what was some of your, uh, either your first memory or some of your favorite memories of just walking across the street and, uh, and, and indulging over there?
1: Oh man. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Spellman for sure. Clark Morris Brown was there. Uh, you really don't get, you don't have the Morehouse experience without, the women of Spelman yeah um and I came you know I was blessed to have some some of my partners from SAC who actually went to Spelman too so I had that connect there but um one being around that many beautiful black women who are intelligent and moving forward was second to none right yeah you never as a black man raised by a black woman you know who's an ally to black women and women everywhere yeah it's just it's, it's unmatched right yeah so we go over there and you have you know like like French mentioned they they have a gate right. It's all it's all women's school. It should be gated right because the world is crazy and men are crazy. Yep, I think all people are pretty wild right. So no one's off the hook. But traditionally, the biggest danger to women is men. Mm -hmm. So you gate it right. So there's times you could be on campus, and as freshmen, you know we haven't seen this. You know we don't know. So they'll give you you know, you may be able to congregate in front of the gate and we're just meeting hella people talking. (laughs) But like you said, they're like, okay, cool. The gates are open. You guys can go. They'd have like, you know, um, it's kind of like a, I don't know, street fair swap meet kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. Might have a little bit of food. You got, um, you know, some vendors out, people selling t-shirts and, you know, um, just African, African American stuff, African stuff, you know, you got cultural stuff. You got, like I said, shirts and clothing and, you know, books, whatever. So we get over there and, you know, I'm I don't really have a whole lot of experience like that. I was in Jack and Joe. Appreciate it. But <laughs> this is like times 10. So it's you know, you're going over here. One, you got to get out of class, go take your shower, figure <laughs> out what you're going to wear, get right. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and you go over there. And like you said, as soon as you walk in, you can always a DJ and you can hear the music. And we were lucky enough to be there in the early 2000s when Atlanta in the south was blowing up. Yeah, specifically. Lemmon.
0: Yeah, Lil John,
1: yeah. T.I., Young G, Gucci, all them. T-Pain, yeah. all these people are right in our backyard. So So Death is still hella big. Mm-hmm. So I remember being at Market Friday's Sp- quad with uh, Lil John. Yep. Walking right past us. He's yep. in there chilling. Or, you know, Bow Wow was in there. Or, you know, other celebs would just pop up. Yep. You know, some people went there or they were just be kicking it because yep. they lived in the A. It'd be a random Friday and you just be like, oh, snap there's you know so-and-so so that kind of stuff and then just the music always jamming you get a little west coast action in there you know you <laughs> see me and whoever else kind of go crazy for a second but you know, th- those times are just it's the best memories yeah. you know what i mean i'm That's so thankful up. to have them and to share them with you all
0: yeah all right so we talk a lot about the fun stuff so <laughs> people are like did y'all even study while y'all was there so what did you you did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So did, you know, some of the other homies, so I, I was trash. Yeah, no, nah, you was good. So, um, so when you came to Morehouse, did you kind of know what you wanted to do or was it kind of like, Hey, I'm going to try to figure this out while I'm here. I was
1: gonna, so what I wanted to be was I was in a, a health program in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so our stuff was kind of focused around, you know, like our history class would have like kind of an emphasis on medical professionals and history. Okay, We took the health classes, et cetera. Um, actually was even in some competitions, which you never medical terminology and stuff like that, which is, is funny. But, um, so I thought that's what I was going to do. And I actually wanted to be a sports doctor. Okay. I wanted to be Gary VD. Who's the, who was the long term sports doctor for the Lakers. That's what I wanted to be. True. So that's what I thought. I st- you know, I did cool in science. I get to Morehouse. I'm, I'm, I started in biology. That was my major. Mm. Um, and i kind of where i kind of played myself was thinking that college was gonna be like high school Mm. so i had early classes i had hella classes that first (laughs) semester it's not the same yeah it's not the same at all um and so it didn't like i kind of i got i burned myself out kind of quick just and on my own you know not like oh i was just working so hard i was out here bsing taking it just enjoying the social aspect so that was like not abolishing it and then i started thinking like you know what what are my interests in? Like everybody else down there at Morehouse, I went into business. Yeah. My thought was everything's a business. We that's mean, real. At the end of the day, right? That's so real. I could still work <laughs> hospital just as an administrator or, you know, it just ties into everything. So that's where I switched. And then from there,
0: that's, you know, and it, it worked. I mean, that's what I'm into. So. True. True. So, so what you do after Morehouse? Um, You know, after you, you graduated and, you know, everybody, you know, hugs and, you know, Cried and yep. everything like that uh you make your way back west what'd you, what you do after morehouse
1: i came back to i was actually in the a for a little bit you did, right yeah. we were there for the, yeah. we were there for the summer because we, we graduated after y'all because uh, you know being, being doing the most <laughs> so i had a couple classes left so i graduated that summer um was there for a bit and then i came back uh it was in sac for a couple years and just really you know, kind of figuring it out. I had sales jobs. I had, you know, I worked for the Sacramento Kings doing ticket sales. I'd work for this company, you know, selling internet, just kind of bouncing around doing whatever. And then actually went back to Atlanta um, afterwards Mm. because we just weren't, you know, we weren't really, didn't have anything cracking. So we still had the house up there at the time. So I left, went back to Atlanta with a couple of friends from Sac Had a good time, worked for AT&T, again, doing kind of like business-to-business sales. Mm -hmm. Just You know, always had sales jobs because they're fairly easy, air quotes to get, a mouthpiece. (laughs) Um, You know, you could talk your way into a sales job, but the key is like salespeople are a special breed because that motivation to actually hit those numbers and be about it every day isn't for everybody. And that's kind of where I feel in that type of uh, high-pressure sale. True. So, left Atlanta again, came back to for a little bit. Then, you know, again, odd job in it in betweens. And my brother in Southern Cal hit me like, man, you're not really doing anything. You should come out here. Hmm. So I, I came out to Southern California, stayed with him. And then that's where I, I you know, started odd job and in including working at 2K Sports, uh, true testing video games. True. Uh, I remember that because
0: I'm like, this dude has the best job. He plays video games. For it me. was amazing.
1: <laughs> It was amazing. Most everything you think, I'm sitting at a desk playing video games. My shift started at 2.30 p.m.
0: (laughs) So I'm chilling
1: all day. I slide in, wear whatever I want, and they're like, all right, today you're going to test, you know, 2K13 basketball, and I want y'all to play, you know, to figure out why this is broken. So we just play games Mm. all day. You write down, oh, this is wrong. That's wrong. It's the best. So, but it's a year contract. Mm. So once my year was up, like, and they basically let you go because then they can avoid paying, like, full-time benefits kind of thing. Uh through contractors, right? Smart by them. So I leave, but I'm like, I got bills still. I can't (laughs) take (laughs) off two months. (laughs) And I found a friend of mine reached out and and told me about um, this company. She worked with this credit card processing company. So I go interview, get on, and I was there for like three years, Mm. ended up being just like customer service and then customer service lead, and then a supervisor for one of the other departments. And that kind of started my management experience and then parlayed that into this. That's what's up.
0: That's what's
1: up. Kind of all over the place doing the, until I kind of figured out and got a
0: solid spot. That's what's up. All right. So I'm going to turn a little bit here. Um, Okay. I would say it's unfortunate because a lot of the conversations I talked to Dave yesterday, um, and you know, we, we've had a lot of loss amongst our brothers, right. In terms Definitely. of family members and stuff like that. And, you know, you lost your dad recently. Um, so a couple of things on that. You, you already touched on kind of, you know, his perspective, his upbringing and, you know, how he felt about you going to Morehouse. But I want to dive us a little bit more into that as far as what it meant for him, especially coming out of LA, um, You know, raising you in San Jose and in Sac, and and giving you the opportunities. But for you as a black man going to Morehouse, what what did it mean for him? And you know, the conversations you you mentioned it talking about. Hey, they dropped you off one way, you came back another. What was that like for for that um, that relationship and and you going to Morehouse and and maturing into your own?
1: Great question. Huh? Um, it was so I was if I'm not mistaken, and not trying to disrespect the family. I think I was the first male to graduate mm. from college. Mm. So for dad, like, and thank you, you know, thank you. got to meet pops. Yeah. So you know, him. Yeah. Um, and he, he, just, he was super Quint, proud Quint of me. a West coast, man. Your, your fam is such
0: a West coast. But go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm maybe going on that. That's true. <laughs> pops is the chillest. He was too cool. You know what I mean? I mean, laid back, <laughs> just everybody loved him vibe. So, he was just super proud of both of his kids. You know, me and my sister both went. There was never, a, um, you know, never, ever told us, like, to shoot lower or yeah. to, are you sure that'll work? It was just like, go do what you need to do. Um, Mom's been telling me, too, like, in other stories of people saying, well, why'd they go there? They should have did blah, blah. And he was shut that down quick.
0: Mm. Like,
1: you know, this is where they need to be. This is where they're supposed to be. And whether they'll become the people that they're meant to be. That's what's, so, up. That's what's up. He was just super supportive, super proud, man. And it was just always cool. You know, you know, dads be like, your my mom would be worried, like checking on you. Sometimes pops talk to you once a week. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just, hey, you cool? Yeah, I'm cool. We did this and this. All right. All right, man. Yeah. You know, talking about the game, whatever. So he was just always cool, always supportive and just wanted to see us do the best, you know, that we could. And hopefully we're making him
0: proud. That's what's up. So how has it been you know navigating that loss i mean and it's you know had a conversation with with clark you know both his yeah. mom figures and his brother you know talked to dave about losing his dad as well how's, how's it been for you
1: navigating yeah. definitely left my brothers too clark and, and david and, and all of us man because i think that's the probably the worst part about getting older is losing mm-hmm. those people yeah um it's for me you know we grew up in the church and I think I'm thankful for that spiritual side. I've referenced God a lot of times, but, um, for me, it was, you know, I lost my, my grandma too. I lived with the reason I'm in the Bay. Now this time is I moved down here to be with her. Yeah. Um, that's how I ended up back in the Bay. She was dealing with cancer. So, Mm. you know, I, so she didn't live alone. It was me. I moved in with her, you know, one day to make sure she was cool. And we took care of each other. It wasn't like, you know, she's in the bed. I'm like, I come home, she cooking dinner, you know, what I'm doing, all that. Yeah. So losing her, who's like a best friend, my dad, who's, you know, another best friend, is tough. And I think one thing I noticed probably the biggest change for me is there's certain stuff, bro, that I only would talk to my dad about. Mm. Not a lot of things, right? And it's yeah. not like I'm holding in all kind of stuff. Like, I got my brothers. I got you guys. Like, I'm my older brother. Like, if it's something I need to talk to you about, I would. But there's certain stuff you just talk to your dad about. This mm. is how it goes. I'm not going to bring in someone else. Like, he understands the backstories can kind of give certain advice that i don't necessarily want to get from other people mm. so for me that's kind of what what the, one of the biggest things i lose and that's just my guy right we talk about football and basketball and you know food or whatever so yeah i miss that a lot and then now it's trying to be i guess more supportive and understanding of the emotions of my mom and my sister mm. that's good how they're experiencing this what this means to them and you know, me losing my dad versus my sister losing her dad versus Mm. my mom losing her partner of over 40 years. Yeah. Everybody's hit Mm. in a way, but it's different. You know what I mean? the Grieving process is different. And, but that's kind of what I'm, I'm learning those, those people and they're learning me in a different way that I don't think we knew each other.
0: Mm. That's good.
1: So that's been good at times, difficult at times, of course, because you know, I don't, my dad, I see how much he really did at home. Like he was that calming figure. So, when stuff was going on, they would kind of bounce it off him. He had a way of just saying whatever, and they could cool out. And now it's like I'm trying to take that role, but can't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so no, I, I can do it. it in spots. My mom can do it for me in spots. Sis can do it for me. But just you lose that that corner of the square we had. You know, it was become good. a little a little triangle. So we're tight. We're making it through, but I think that's been the biggest thing, man. It's the world is forever different because my pops ain't here, man. Like big football fan because of him big sports you know all sports mm-hmm. uh, music a lot of stuff relates directly back to him and it's like this week the Raiders are making hella moves and he'd have been the first person I'd have called
0: yeah that's real.
1: so you know s- small in the scheme of things but it's just like you lose you know you lose your partner I I do believe I'll see him again I do believe he's with us, you know and everything that ties into that but I think that's just been it man it's knowing he's not here in his physical form for however long God decides to keep me here, like I can never see him again. So it's it's been different, man. It's it's heavy, but I mean, I'm thankful I got good support, man. I've had you guys, and I got I got good people around me, been been holding me down.
0: Yeah, y- y'all are y'all have been for ever since I've known you. You all have been a a strong family unit and big on family celebrations and kicking it. You know the you know annual Memorial Day celebrations, all that type of stuff. Uh, where did that come from, and do you do you see you all continue on in that tradition? Um, so my the Memorial Day as you mentioned was like our big family reunion kind of. Yeah. Right?
1: My dad's family did it, from what I understand, back in Iowa where my grandparents
0: were from. Mm, okay.
1: They did. Nick, they moved to the Bay Area actually because of World War II, right? Oh. They move out here. Grandma comes out here, works on the shipyards and all that. The whole. Wow. Story. Wow. Um, okay. Tying in a lot of people don't even understand. Of course, black people can only buy places in in certain places yep. in the state. Yeah. Racism was everywhere. Just because we we were never a slave state does not mean we didn't have it. Mm. So you know they moved <laughs> to Berkeley. Yeah. On y'all. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, I would say read 1619 Project and the Color of Law uh mm. if you have it. I'll just drop those. But yeah, man. So that now you have the Berkeley connection, right? Berkeley, California, Bay Area. So. They go there and then they keep the barbecue going there. My dad was in LA. His parents separate his dad's in the Bay with his parents, Mm. right? You know, my dad's dad goes with his parents. So my dad's grandparents, they're up here. They do the barbecue and it's been, from what I understand, it was like, I think my pops said like 40 something years. Wow. And then COVID hit Mm. and he passed and it kind of, it's fallen off. Right. So that's part of it. The other thing is, you know, you're a married man, like you as a married, in my experience, I'm not married. Um, <laughs> Right, I'm gonna just keep it real. But when you see, it's not gonna work if your wife isn't with it. And you're not with it.
0: Ah, right. That's real. That's real.
1: So my mom hops in, and her family hops in. Right, because my dad's people in L.A. Sometimes they come, sometimes they don't. But that was his thing. So my mom hops in. She actually had a business um, doing party planning and entertaining before. She's a big. She's just nice with decoration mm. and the smallest thing she can make nice you know you'd have dinner at the crib yeah yeah you know she go even we just eat dinner at the house and she got stuff set a certain way (laughs) she got napkins folded a certain way that's just how she does so they come together and put that on right and so we do that my mom would do like you know christmas parties or uh, birthday parties or whatever it was anniversaries etc so the thing French, I'm going to keep it real. Like, my sister hasn't. She wants to. I ain't got that entertainment gene, bro. <laughs> it's not my job, man. <laughs> Shout out to Mac Dre, man. Rest in peace. Like, I love y'all, but, like, in my mind, I just, I I see all the work. I see all the time. And, like, we could go somewhere else and let someone else clean that up. <laughs> it's not the best. I'm I'm just trying to be honest. No, I, really, no I appreciate earlier. it. <laughs> bro, I was, I was like, man, should I fake and be like, Cause I talked to my dad before he passed and I know how, what it meant to him. Yeah. So it's like, I could see it maybe coming back in some capacity, but like even my idea was so Memorial day, like let's, it was all about barbecue and family. Like let's travel. True. Let's go to the top barbecue destinations in the country. Then let's go to, you know, different cities and experience something new. And then we get all that, you know, that those new memories versus like this big, I mean, bro, my parents used to have like, they could have a hundred, 150 people. Yeah. All weekend. (laughs) cuz they would do like seriously they do like friday night we'd have tacos saturday night we do this and then sunday was the barbecue and then monday my mom would do chicken and waffles in the morning before people left
0: and you like Entertainers, you bro. like ain't me
1: ain't me bro cuz so this whole time what I'm making runs I'm doing you know it's great don't get me wrong but I'm also seeing like you don't get something like that without a lot of work yeah so that you know to that point of that husband and wife you know, same thing for you, bro. Anything you and your family are gonna do, you're gonna have to be on it and together, and it's not gonna be she gonna just leave you to do it all or you, or vice yep. versa. Yep, you gotta both be on. So, I don't know. I, I, I've i learned to never say never, um, because you know, I, I know dang well I don't control nothing, so we'll see what the future holds. But the time being, I, I don't know, man, if I'm carrying it on, but i do appreciate the tradition that my
0: family set. that's what's up i appreciate the history on it too man like there's a lot of times you know stuff that happens we don't really get the history but man i appreciate the uh you know the multi-generational history behind it and and understanding Definitely. just the celebrations right and, and a lot of it is, is acknowledgement of the why right sometimes yeah. we just doing stuff just to do it right uh versus understanding acknowledgement of the why and i appreciate that man that's what's up so but last few few moments here got a question two questions um um, your you you have some interesting uh, hobbies. Um, the first one I want to ask about is your the figurines, and it's funny. I <laughs> started collecting them, like <laughs> I guy. see them all over the place. I was at Disney, and they got them all over Disney as well. I'm like, yo, this is like GBZ spot. Like, so, so where did that come from? And and you know. Well, what's the goal are you going to like uh get you know all thousand of them or or what this- oh man that's <laughs> funny
1: bro okay okay french are doing research but <laughs> nah uh so what french is referencing is uh funko pop uh bobbleheads and i got some other ones too um and kind of like it's funny bro now that you say it like this like kind of like my mom i collect traditionally black people mm-hmm. african-american entertainers athletes etc um and just people that have had some kind of Honestly, everybody in there I have has some kind of influence on me. That's I probably I mean. have, I don't know. I probably got over 100 now, if not more than that. Um, damn, it's crazy when you start putting it in, in <laughs> perspective of how much I spent. But, uh, so for me, bro, I went like I'm at my brother's house, and he built this like his cribs are super nice stuff. He built like he has like nice game room, multiple TVs, video game, you know, poker table, shuffleboard, board, pool outside, all of that. So, I want the same, right? Mm-hmm. My parents have done that to that a nice, nice career, and I'm hoping for the same. So, for me, in my game room, I want to display all these, bro. True. That's what's up. So, I'm going to have, you know, I have all the old game systems. So I still got my old PlayStation. I still got the Nintendo. That's
0: what's I'm up. I'm going to set all
1: those up. I'm going to have all the bobbleheads along the wall. I got athletes. I got entertainers. I got directors. I got cultural figures, whatever. But, like I said, probably 100. Run DMC, you know, TLC. I got Dennis Rodman. I got Jim Brown. Um, the next ones I want are Jackie Robinson. True. Um, and I'm trying to get a Kobe. They're just crazy expensive. Mm. So yeah, I started collecting those. I collect that. I collect hats. I collect shoes. Um but yeah, man, it's I don't know. I don't know where it stops. I keep saying I'm
0: gonna stop and then I see another <laughs> one and I get it. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, the second thing is golf. You've been out here like a PGA tour pro, so you, you mentioned it kind of uh, from a, a high school that you played in a high school and stuff like that, but uh, you know, kind of, kind of, where, where's the the golf thing? Is that your your uh, your zen? Your opportunity, like like you know, I'm gonna talk to Brandon here pretty soon, but he be out there doing yoga on the beach. Is that is that your yoga? True, is that your, your your zen. It is
1: true. That's well said, bro. Now it's uh, so the start is my dad. Mm. He works at he worked for Apple back true. in the day. He's out there in, in Napa where the, the facility is. He's, you know, got his guys. His guy gets a new set of clubs and is like, hey, I'll give you my old set for 50 bucks. Mm. Right? Now that I'm a golfer, I understand that's a crazy deal. <laughs> a full set in a bag is like, bro, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So pop comes home with them, puts him in the house. My dad's never played golf ever. <laughs> right? <laughs> but literally, just from having him, bro, I started playing golf. True. And that's where that's and why it's interesting you know i don't have any kids but as parents like you never know bro what influence you can have by just doing what you do right he didn't even play golf Mm. my sister doesn't play no one else plays but for some reason bro i played three times this week i was up by 6 (laughs) a.m you you've known me for 20 something (laughs) years bro when have you ever seen me get up early come on (laughs) come on man i'm up early khakis pull on you know i'm saying I got the hat, like I got the whole shebang. I'm not as good as I want to be, but to me, golf is, when people think about it, they think bougie, they think, you know, blah, blah. For one, like anything else in America, there was a time when black people couldn't do this. Yeah, yeah. So that's one, right? I'm already doing something that, you know, you think about how many great golfers there were that just weren't afforded the chance, right? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Tiger too, because he increased it for people of color for sure. True. right everything tiger did boosted the game in the community yep but it's like you said zen man like i'm out here you know you're, you're standing on the on the on the t box you're looking out right i got the sun shining through the trees you may have a little water to the side a hawk swoops down you may see a coyote you know what i'm saying like <laughs> I'm in nature and there's nothing else i do that gets me outside that's what's up so i got that and then the other thing bro is people think it's bougie man i'm out there with the bluetooth speaker slapping some snoop (laughs) i got a beer or some whiskey you know what i'm saying yep people got cigars yep you chilling man the food you know you got some good food at the turn it's not you know i'm not hooping where it's like okay watch you know watch what you eat do this it's like bro let me get the sausage let me get the bacon (laughs) let me get the pancakes you know what i mean like you you run there and grub i'm eating while playing like it's just, it's great, man. And hitting a good golf shot, there's nothing like it. It's hella hard. Yeah. So when you do something, and you can figure it out. Like, it's fun, man. So I'm hoping that even through this, I can, like, for your kids, because when I come visit you, bro, yep. I got to play. It's out there. Yep. So I'm definitely bringing the clubs. And I don't know, you know, your son, your daughter may see it and say, like, oh, you know, I want to do I want to, what's uncle doing? You yeah, know what I mean? That's Boom. And saying. I'm going to show you how to hold the club. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you how to just little stuff little, that I'd hopefully, Carries on. It's another thing for, you know, we have heck of business stuff. That's golf. Yep. So I don't want to go out there and just be trash. I want to at least hit a couple shots. Yep. because we do a lot of stuff that relates to, you know, Oh, we're going to play golf for this work event or that work event. So it has its, its elements, but it's, it's been fun, man. It's, it's good to get me outside and I think it's
0: helped dealing with everything. That's good. That's good. All right. So last thing, as you look back over the last 20 years, right. And man. when you left right <laughs> when when you left the bay right, and came to Atlanta, experienced Morehouse, graduated a a Morehouse man, are there any things that you look back over that you can kind of point to and say, "Hey, that's one thing that man Morehouse taught me, or one thing from my experience at Morehouse that has helped me become the man I am today,
1: definitely, man, I think it's so for me it's been the main thing is. I learned, you know, how to be a man, really. Like That's I was right. out there, we figured out how to solve our own problems. We yeah. figured out how to work with people. We figured out, you know, you have an issue with the class, who to go talk to, um, you know, understanding how to use resources, right? Yeah. Do you go to Doug and work on the computer and print there? Do you go to, you know, I've seen cats <laughs> – to your point, we was talking to a story about being in shivers in the dining hall. Mm-hmm. I've seen cats get creative with the tougher wares. Yeah. I've seen, you know, <laughs> so you just kind of learn that ingenuity and, you know, um just using resources and relating to people. And, yeah. you know, we're exposed to topics and things I wouldn't even thought about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Culturally. And I mean, nine eleven happened while we were at school. Right. <laughs> Which is so, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Like we're, you know, I, I remember the day I was, you know, I remember... Hearing about it from someone's two way. I think we mm. and you were in class together. Or was that with you? Usually with you. I was um, I had ran to the
0: uh to the DC folks when I was leaving class because yeah, it was just crazy. Cause I was going to eight o'clock class and uh, yeah. yeah, folks was like, Man, this just happened. Yeah, it was
1: mm. Bro, we're on the West, we're on the East Coast. Yeah, my family's on the west. How yep. else would they get me? Yeah. So you know my mom's freaking out. Yeah. I'm really not tripping, I'm with y'all, whatever, but stuff like that a major cultural shift that happens while we're there and you know bring just bringing us together and you know having brothers bro like I was it's me and my sister I don't have any blood brothers but I leave Morehouse with a legit family bro like if I actually needed something I could know I could call y'all like it's not that's that's real man and I wanna give you your your shout out too, bro. Cause I love what you're doing with the show. Appreciate super it. Super proud of you, man. As as a, a career career man, a father, a husband, bro. I was at your wedding. I, I caught the garter, you feel me? It doesn't work, so I'm not married. Um, you know, love the cat, bro, like the whole, you know, to the to the kids, like all of it, man. I'm super proud of you, bro. I love Appreciate what you're doing it, here. Appreciate You're really good at this, man. So keep it up. But you know, uh, if people don't know, French was like the I don't even know how to describe it, bro. Like you kind of were the you know, we had the we had the smoking jackets and the pipes in school, right? That was kind of French. Like, we was doing stuff different. He was roasting carrots. Hey, man. In, we had to. In the dorm, like, this dude was just different. You know, he's making salmon <laughs> yeah, when everybody else is, you know, we're eating pizzas. This guy's like, he's just, he's different. So that, too, you know what I mean? I, I get those parts of my brothers, too, and stuff y'all exposed me to that I wouldn't even thought of. So That's it was that. just. It was the best man we just we just learned so much about ourselves and became better men because of it in my opinion no that's real i think i completely agree
0: man thank, Thanks for taking the time today man i appreciate you you
1: sharing thank you so much thank you so much for having me bro and i told you i'm gonna get you on on my show soon
0: i'll be ready same for it, thing man. all music i'll be ready for it man all right well i hope each and every one of you all enjoyed this episode and got to learn a little bit more about glenn just like i did today um love for you to share like subscribe Uh, push this episode out there the whole series as well but like i've said before you all just get an opportunity for me to just catch up with my boys and have a conversation and learn a little bit more and understand what makes more house men more house men so again thank you all for tuning in hope that you all continue to uh be a fan of the show become connoisseurs and uh beyond that we'll see you after a while